Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us this Reformation Sunday as we continue our study of the Psalms with Psalm 46. I'd invite you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 46 at this time. Now, no song has been more associated with the Reformation of the 16th century than Martin Luther's famous hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God which is based upon our psalm for this morning, Psalm 46. Now, of course, every Reformation Sunday, we end our service singing this hymn. But you will also hear it playing in the background of every film dealing with the period. Numerous conferences that I have attended end with this hymn as a battle cry, as it were, for the advancement of the Reformed faith. And yet, interestingly enough, it does not highlight what we might think of as the main themes of the Reformation. There's no mention of the particulars of justification by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone. There's no explicit mention of the doctrine of sola scriptura, nor rejection of the papacy or of a sacerdotal view of communion. And so why has this hymn in particular become emblematic of the Reformation? If you take time to reflect upon the lyrics, you'll see that they speak about the protection of God in the midst of a world filled with both mortal and spiritual enemies. It is a hymn that was designed to raise the hopes of those who would faithfully follow after Christ in the midst of a hostile world. And therefore we sing in verse 2 of this hymn, Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing? We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. You ask who that may be. Christ Jesus is he. Lord Sabbath, his name. That means Lord of hosts or Lord of armies is his name. From age to age the same. And he must win the battle. You see, the Reformation was accomplished and brought about by the mighty work of God, but it was played out in the lives of men and women who had to battle against both the powers of this world and the powers of a spiritual enemy. To stand for what is right and true is a struggle. It's a battle. A battle that God alone can win. John Calvin, writing in June of 1559 to the Reformed Church in France, which had endured great persecution from the monarch, encourages the church saying, steal your hearts to endure reproaches as well as persecutions. And if you desire to have God as your stronghold, sanctify Him in despising the fears of the unbelieving, as we are exhorted to do. The world is filled with fearful struggles and dangers But those who would have the Lord as their stronghold, as their mighty fortress, as their refuge and strength, must throw off the fears of the unbelieving and look to Christ alone, for He will win the battle. We too live in a day in which anxiety and fear threaten the life of the church. And we too may draw encouragement and strength from God's Word as recorded in Psalm 46. For there we will see that we can steel our hearts, as Calvin says, against the fears of unbelievers because God is our refuge, God is our help, and God is our peace. That is to say, we can live 
fearlessly in a world of fear because of the work of Christ. So hear now the word of the Lord, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, She shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters His voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord. How He has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come to Your Word on this Reformation Sunday. Lord, and we pray that You would use the preaching of Your Word in this time to set on fire our hearts anew for the truths of Your Gospel that we might go into this world without fear, looking to Christ alone. We pray, O God, the power of Your Gospel would impact our hearts, our lives, our families, our community, our nation, and our world. That more and more might be drawn unto the saving power of Christ and that of His kingdom would be an increase of glory unto eternity. We pray it in Your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. In a world that is filled with many fearful things, every Christian can live fearless because we have a bulwark, a refuge that will never fail us. The first three verses of our psalm tell us that those who trust in the Lord need not fear the destruction and chaos of the world because the Lord is present to protect His people. Look down at these three verses. There we read, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Now the ancient mind may have seen the natural world as though it was filled with apparently chaotic phenomenon. You see, there was no way to predict major weather events such as thunderstorms. 
There was very little understanding of the mechanics of earthquakes or the cause of tsunamis. Volcanic eruptions were unpredictable. Droughts, famine, and disease. There was no means of controlling or mitigating their effects. Yet the Word of God explained that the Lord Himself brought order out of chaos. The Word of God taught that though there seemed to be uncontrollable forces at play, the Lord Himself is ultimately in control of all natural phenomenon. And therefore, no matter how chaotic the world may seem, there is no need to fear, for the God who brought order out of chaos in creation is present even now to protect His people from a world seemingly falling apart. Now, in our modern era, we can become rather proud, believing that because we have grown in our ability to describe such natural events, we have tamed the beast, as it were. And yet, if 2020 has taught us anything, it is that we are not in control of the natural world. Wildfires continue to burn out west. We have had several major tropical storms. I think we're up to Zeta now on tropical storm naming. And need I even mention or point out the spread of the coronavirus? Our delusions of controlling the chaos of this broken world have been shattered this year, and it has left many of us overwhelmed and fearful. For we thought that we had control, but when the mask of control was taken away, it left us feeling vulnerable and scared. But the Word of God promises us that we need not be afraid. Though all the earth gives way, Though the very foundations of all that I know and understand be destroyed, though all my perceived control over my health and well-being be stripped away, I will not fear, because God is my refuge and my strength. If we would live fearless in a world filled with fearful things, then we must look to the Lord alone as our refuge from the uncontrollable world. Now, no doubt there are ways that we can make ourselves safer from natural forces. Engineering can make structures more resistant to earthquake. Doppler radar can give us warning before major storms. And nevertheless, these precautions do very little to make people less fearful. Somewhat ironically, the more perceived control we have over a situation, the more anxiety we tend to feel about it. And so do we abandon measures that are proven to save lives? Well, of course not. Yet we do not trust them as our refuge, because no matter how much you prepare, there is never any way to take all of the risk out of living a life in this broken world. There is no way to live with absolute certainty that nothing harmful will befall you or will befall your children. And in reality, there is a 100% chance that you will die. Check the record books. It has happened to every single one of us. So look to the Lord in faith. For He is a fortress against fear. The book of Hebrews explains that Jesus Christ has come to deliver all of those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. You see, fear of death enslaves us. It locks us down as it were. But the Lord Jesus Christ has come to free us from the fear of death. For He gave His life on the cross. 
He poured out His blood as a sacrifice for sinners and He died. He went into the grave. He did battle with death itself. And He defeated death by rising again on the third day. And now our resurrected Lord Jesus says to His church in the book of Revelation, Fear not. I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. I have the keys to death and Hades. You need not fear death. For the Lord Jesus Christ holds the key to death. Christian, do not fear the uncontrollable chaos of this world. You do not need to fear the unforeseen dangers of the dark. For Jesus is a mighty fortress. He is a bulwark never failing. And all who flee to Him in faith, though you die, yet shall you live forevermore. As Calvin wrote to the church almost 500 years ago, I say to you today, despise the fear of the unbelievers. For the unbelievers fear death. But those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ have been freed from their slavery to fear of death. Jesus has sprung the trap. He has taken the keys of death and Hades. Be fearless. Because Christ is our fortress. And yet, it is not merely natural forces that strike fear into our hearts. It is also the ever-changing cultural and political powers that we fear. And it is to this fear of man that our psalm turns in verses 4 through 7. Look down at those verses again. There we read this. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters His voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You see, as we move through this psalm, we see parallel themes and words which draw our attention to the work of God to bring help to His people. The first thing that we should see in verse 4 is that the waters which roared and foamed and swelled in verse 3 have now been transformed into a controlled stream that brings life and gladness to those who dwell in the presence of the Lord. You see, the very image of chaos and destruction in the natural world has now been tamed by the Lord so that it brings life unto God's people. The next thing that we see is a connection between the chaos of nature and the chaos of political turmoil. This connection does not come out as clearly in our English translation, so I'll pull it back a bit, the veil back a bit for you to see. For in verse 3, the waters rage. And in verse 6, the nations rage. It's the same word in both. Both of them are raging. In verse 2... The mountains totter. And in verse 6, the kingdoms totter. You see, as the waters rage, then it means that the mountains totter. And when the nations rage, it means that the kingdoms totter. But in verse 5, we read that because God is in the midst of His people, 
they shall not totter. They shall not be moved. Again, the same word in all three verses. You see, this this psalm is about how you who are in the Lord will not be moved. When the waters and the nations rage, those who are in God shall not be moved. The reformation of the church faced unbelievable opposition from the powerful institutions of its day. When Martin Luther stood at the Diet of Worms and declared his allegiance to the Word of God alone, he was not merely defying the Roman Catholic Church, even though the Roman Catholic Church had much power. But he was defying the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, Charles V, arguably the most powerful man in the world at that time. When Calvin preached the gospel in France, he had to flee to Switzerland because of the French monarch. When William Tyndall published the New Testament in English, he was jailed, charged, and killed by the imperial court. When men trained in Calvin's Geneva Seminary went out to preach the gospel in France, they went out as sheep among wolves, for our reformed heritage has been sealed by the blood of many martyrs. And yet, it is the kingdom of this world that will be shaken, and not the people of God. The Holy Roman Empire fell. The French monarch was destroyed. The house of Tudor came to an end. But the kingdom of our God and King is without end. Even as Luther wrote, let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill, God's truth abideth still, His kingdom is forever. Should we fear therefore the nations and powers of this world? Should we be fearful of political shifting and cultural raging? We have an election in less than two weeks from today. And of course, it will have major consequences. As Christians, we have an opportunity to speak a word, a prophetic word of truth to the nation by how we vote. We have an opportunity to stand for the life of the unborn, to stand for religious freedom in America, to speak out for the rights of the vulnerable and for the hope of peace in our nation and the world. But if we Christians put our hope in the election of one individual over another, then we will be moved. We will totter and we will fall with every other kingdom on earth. Political power is not our help. Our help is in the name of the Lord. He will lift His voice and all the vanity of political power will melt away. It is God who brings refreshing streams. It is God who will help us when the morning dawns. It is the God of Jacob who is our fortress. So do not fear and do not trust the political powers of this age. For there is only one kingdom that lasts forever. And it is the kingdom of our God and of our Christ. To live fearlessly in a world filled with fear and anxiety, you must look to Him alone for help. The mountains and the nations will be moved, but those who hope in the Lord will never be moved. In a world that is filled with fear, those who follow after Christ can be fearless because He is our refuge against the fears of a broken world. He is our help against the political and cultural powers of this age. And He is our peace 
in the midst of a warring world. Look down at verses 8 through 11. Our final verses of our psalm. They say, Come, behold the works of the Lord, how He has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. In the final stanza of our psalm, the people of God are called upon to look forward in faith and see that the Lord will bring an end, an ultimate end to all warfare. It says, look at what the Lord will do. He will bring desolations on the earth. He will cause wars to cease, destroying all the instruments of battle. It is by the power of the sword that the nations of this earth earth seek to impose their will and to extend their glory. Whether it is nation against nation or nation against their own people, the implements of war are meant to instill fear and therefore to impose their will upon those under their power. Yet God's people need not fear the ravages of war because God is our peace. He will speak and interrupt all of the chaos of this world. The command to be still that so often we are used to as a command to find some quiet time and go and be quiet is actually more a command to stop it. Snap out of it, says God. Cease and know that I am God. Like a judge hammering his gavel to regain order or a referee blowing his whistle to stop a play that has gotten out of hand, a trumpet will sound forth and all the warring of this world will come to an end. And the world will know God. If you would be fearless in this world of fear, you must see that by the power of God, wars will come to an end and God alone will stand victorious and His name will be glorified. But we must see that to end the warring of this world, the Lord will bring desolations. He will speak and the earth will melt. He will break the bow. He will shatter the spear. He will burn the chariots with fire. You see, it is God Himself who will bring these hardships against the forces of destruction to bring to this world something greater and more peaceful than what was before. So how do we live without fear in a fearful world? We trust that the Lord is bringing desolations to end the warfare. He is bringing storms to wash and to water the earth. And therefore we know that each crest of each wave will come, but beyond it is a trough of peace. For the Reformation was greatly unsettling. It would have been much easier on the culture if they would have just sat back and allowed the errors of the Roman Catholic Church to continue on its way without disrupting, without standing. It would have been better. It would have been easier, rather, if Martin Luther would have just said, you know what, yeah, I recant. 
But he brought disruption by saying, no, I stand on the word of the Lord. And through this, the Lord brought about something beautiful and needed. Life is filled with danger and chaos and hardship. And each one of you will face this in your life. You will face it through disease You will face it through abuse. You will face it through financial uncertainty. How will you face the chaos of this world? Will you run from it? Will you flee from it? Will you raise your fist at God and say, How dare you bring such desolations to my life? I was in control and then you brought this wave crashing down upon me. Or will you enter the chaos? Will you enter the desolations with the knowledge that God is your fortress? God is your strength. And on the other side of the wave will be peace. For ultimately, the Lord Jesus will come and He on that day will bring a cataclysmic judgment against all the world. But He will do it to bring about a new heavens and a new earth in an unending reign of peace that will last unto all eternity. How do you face the chaos of this world? You know that the God of Jacob is your fortress and He will bring you peace. So listen to the voice of God this morning and cease your vain strivings. Be still and know that He is God. There are many things that we might fear in this world. But those who in faith follow Christ may be freed from our bondage to fear. For Christ has defeated our enemy and is present to help in our day of trouble. And therefore we can sing with Martin Luther, the prince of darkness grim. We tremble not for him. His rage we can endure for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. Now, what word does Luther have in mind when he says one little word shall fail him? One little word shall fail Satan. Well, Luther actually identified the word that he meant. He once wrote of himself in the third person. Dr. Luther sings so proudly and boldly in those words of his hymn. One little word shall fail him. Devil, you lie. The devil is a liar. And fear is his favorite poison to pour into the ears of his victims. His lies steal from us hope and life. They trap us in anxiety. They hold us captive to the fear of death. But for those who are in Christ Jesus, only one word need to be spoken to Satan's fearful accusations. Liar. You are a liar. For he has been a liar from the beginning. And he continues to use lies to trap us in our fears. But we need not listen to his voice any longer. We need only resist and he will flee. For he knows that he is a defeated foe. And that the Lord Jesus Christ is the victorious king. As we commemorate the Reformation this year. We do so as those who also need to be heartened against the fears of unbelievers. For unbelievers fear the chaos of this world. But we know that Christ is our fortress. 
The unbelievers fear the political powers of this age, but we know that Christ is our help. The unbelievers fear war and chaos and death, but we can enter knowing that Christ is our peace. There's so much fear in this world. But those who are in Christ need not fear. You can live free from fear for Christ has overcome death by the power of His resurrection. You are no longer a slave, Christian, but you are free. So when the enemy fills your heart with fear, take hold of Psalm 46. Sing, a mighty fortress is our God. Tell the enemy his ancient name, that he is a liar. And enter the fray of the chaotic world, knowing that though the mountains and the nations be moved, those who are in Christ will never, ever, unto all eternity, be moved. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, You alone are the Lord of all the earth and all the rising and falling of men and women in power are under Your control. We are Your children and we trust You. And though we do not understand all the desolations that You bring into this world and into our individual lives, We will face them if it is Your will. And we will face them without fear. For we know that we will triumph through Christ our Lord. Father, we live in an age in which we desperately need the winds of revival and reformation to blow again. Would we, O God, be willing to stand in a place a fear and chaos against this world that we might see Your work, Your new creation arise. We pray this all in Christ's holy name. Amen.